Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's where we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun. Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard. And enjoy the ride. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of So You're Ready to Date, the podcast. And today we are talking about a a topic that I think both Angie and I are really excited about, and that is flirting. We've kind of briefly touched on it in like first date conversations and some of that, but we really want to dive into this topic of how do I be a better flirt? How do I enjoy this? Put this out there. Maybe that's to attract somebody in. Maybe that's to keep it spicy in a relationship that you've already established. But flirting, I think, is one of these ideas where we think we know what we're doing. (laughs) And then you get out to the bar and you're like, this just did not go well. Or you're at a party or a work event and really talking about how you can be effective when you flirt and maybe get the response that you're hoping for. And maybe some signs and some hints that you should maybe walk away that this isn't the flirting that you're looking for, (laughs) that this might not be the healthiest way to start a friendship, a romantic relationship, anything. So get your flirt on, get some notepads out. We're going to talk all about how to be better flirts. Yes, I think that's so great. And I know sometimes when we're first getting into the dating scene, and so we're all ready to date, and we're talking to somebody online, and all of a sudden, the conversation just kind of rise up and we don't know what to say next or we've gone on that first date and we want to snag that second date and we don't really know what to say flirting is a great way to step into that and i am super excited i think you are too lisa to come together and just kind of talk about the different things that we can bring to the table and maybe even talk about some actual things that you can say or things that you can throw out in a text to to get that flirt going too, because it's a lot of fun once you loosen up and get a little bit comfortable with it. Well, and if you're anything like me, I probably would have categorized myself as a awkward flirt. Not necessarily bad at it, just maybe not practiced at it. And so approaching the flirting like you do any new skill and being like, okay, how how do I do this so I don't come off as one creepy? I don't come off as maybe two, some sort of like weirdo. <laughs> so we're trying to hopefully give you some ideas and some advice to practice and to go out there into the world and be confident because flirting like anything that comes with dating is like 99% confidence and 1% like this skill to be able to talk and come up with these things. If you can walk into that scenario and be like, kind of like we go back to that Beth Ann episode, how can I go into this situation and be the best flirt I can be? Who can I flirt with and make smile? Who can I flirt with and make blush? Who can I (laughs) come into this interaction and everybody walk away feeling good and nobody walking away feeling like, wow, I need a shower. That was weird. (laughs) I I think that's just right. I think the big part of flirting is you want to amp up your attraction level to the person that you are talking to to show attraction. And there's so many different ways you could do it. But Lisa, you were saying that when you first started, you were a little bit unpracticed. What were some of the first steps that you took in order to amp up your flirting game? 
It's something that I even still kind of struggle with is and making eye contact and smiling. Those two will actually get you a lot farther than you think. Because I spent a lot of time like, I'm just gonna keep my eyes down. I'm just gonna keep walking. Nobody's gonna notice. But I think taking that time, making eye contact with people and smiling. And I know we think of flirting in this romantic sense of you're kind of flirting with whoever you're attracted to. But flirting can also kind of be with like just people in general, thinking of it as this friendliness that you're presenting to others. And I think I'd seen these like four things when I was looking online and like your smile, you make eye contact, be friendly and have fun. And coming back to this space of we get in our heads that flirting is going to lead from point A to point relationship, right? (laughs) We have this expectation that if I get good at flirting, I'm going to get these numbers. I'm going to be just dripping in dates. But sometimes that comes off with an air of maybe desperation. Maybe you're trying too hard. Let yourself relax and come at this with no agenda. I think that has to be my primary. That was for me another way to kind of change this was approaching flirting with, I'm not doing this because I'm trying to get a date. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to get somebody's number. I'm doing this because I want the practice, one. But two, how can I start working to talk to new people? How can I start working to put myself out there and open myself up to, yeah, something could potentially come from it. But more often than not, this was just a practice in me talking to new people, talking to strangers, as as opposed to just like siloing, blinders on, just going to do my thing, get out and be done. I love that. I think, you know, I think back to different conversations that I've had. I am an introvert by nature. However, you probably wouldn't know that if you actually met me and had a conversation with me in public because I am very boisterous. I like to make new friends. I do make new friends in a lot of places that I go. I love the whole concept of who's going to be my next best friend. And I laugh, but I'm also very introverted and sometimes can tend to be a little bit shy. So once I do make a new friend, one of the things that has always worked for me in the flirting capacity in the past is to really just give my attention to the person that I'm focused on. That is one way that you can flirt. And you're talking about eye contact and you're talking about smiling and those are great things. And if you are uncomfortable with them, practice smiling in the bathroom mirror. I had a friend that did that who told me that he couldn't even form the smile. So he used to use a pencil between his teeth and force his face into that shape so that he could smile so that he got better at smiling. So there are lots of different levels out there. And eye contact and smiling is definitely great. But once you get to that point, and you're engaging with somebody, another great way to flirt or something that I have done that has always worked well for me is making sure that I'm giving the person my attention. And I am not constantly distracted or looking around for somebody else to talk to or to pay attention to. If you take nothing else from this episode, I think that is one of the key points is we get so easily distracted. Like, did my phone just buzz? Did somebody just walk by there? But being able to like give somebody your full undivided attention is such an underrated quality anymore. It's I, yes, I am listening to you. I am paying attention to you. This conversation matters. And I don't know, for me, there's kind of nothing more attractive than somebody who's like, yeah, I want to know. That's why I'm listening. That's why I'm looking. I want to hear what you have to say because in this moment, it's important to me. And so not to don't blow by that because yes, it's easy to want to just quick check a text to quick hop on social media, but giving people your attention really is that way of saying, yeah, this is important to me in this moment. And I want to hear what you have to say. 
that is definitely important. And when you are listening to what somebody has to say and you're invested in them and paying attention to them, I think it's also easier to let our guards go down because then it's not all about me. It's not all about this right here. And I'm not worried about what's coming out of my mouth. And I'm not worried about what I'm saying. I'm worried about what they're saying. I'm worried about what's coming out of their mouth and how I can relate to that and continue that. Because Flirting is about showing attraction. So what is attractive to you? And what would you like the other person to do? Remember, treat other people the way you want to be treated. Be the person that you want to be in a relationship with. And so that goes a long way, just giving them the attention. But you can also take that a little bit further. And sometimes it's those innocent touches, finding a way to break that touch barrier if you really want to flirt, whether that's touching somebody on their hand or their arm and laughing at something that they said, pointing your body towards them is another way to invite somebody to breach or move past that touch barrier where they can just touch your arm or your shoulder something like that. And that's also another very subtle way to show interest and flirt when you're out on a date. Yes. And if you want, we did talk about this in depth. I believe it was season one was one of the like first date episodes that we did. We talked a lot more in depth. So you're going to go back and listen to that one if you haven't already, (laughs) because we were talking about first dates and this is flirting is a part of first dates as well. It's a part of, it should be a part of every stage of your relationship, but it's like you said, those subtle signals, it's, you know, maybe a hand on the small of the back as you're scooting by somebody or here's the thing, touch is always kind of weird. And you know, a lot of like articles you're going to see online be like that scooch too close to somebody as you're getting passed in a bar. Sometimes it's okay. I think just be very conscious about unwanted touch because it can go from like, oh, this was just innocent to like bar fight. I feel like really quickly if you're not careful. (laughs) So we always want to be mindful of like consent and things like that. But if you're like literally talking to this person, you're on this date, I think there's nothing for me that feels more innocent than just like a little tap on the hand because that for me was like an easy way to be like, oh, I'm showing interest because I'm not really able to say it yet. (laughs) So sometimes we can say with our body, like you lean forward a little bit more, you stop uncrossing your arms, you kind of tilt your head, you're playing with your hair, There's a, you brush their leg with your leg. So there's a million of these little signals that you can start to show to whoever you're on the date with that hopefully they pick up that you're putting, they're picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> the fun thing is that when you let go and just sit back and enjoy the process, a lot of these things come naturally. Now we are sharing what you can do and prepare for if they don't come naturally. But realistically, when you get interested in somebody else and stop worrying about what you're doing and whether or not you're doing the right things, a lot of this stuff comes naturally. So it may sound like a lot or overwhelming to hear that, oh, I have to touch their hand. Oh, I have to lean in. Oh, I have to play with my hair. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to do all of that, but that stuff comes naturally. But if it doesn't, and you're worried about it, pick one or two. And just remember, if you find a way to break that touch barrier and put your hand on their arm or put your hand on their hand or scoop past them and touch their the small of their back, those types of things can show interest. And that way you can read what they're doing. And you only have to remember one or two of them And not all of them, if you get overwhelmed putting together a list of all the things that you, quote unquote, have to do when you're on a date to flirt. 
I just had this, like, you started talking about that and this flashback to when we did that dance class <laughs> and this idea of like, there are all these different steps in the choreography. And that's what it was kind of flirt feeling like the flirting has to be, okay, we've done this. The next step is to touch. So yeah, like you said, it doesn't have to be step by step. You don't have to remember. I touch my hair, then I move my shoulder back, then I touch his hand. It, like you said, it doesn't matter whether you do one, whether you do none, whether you do all of them and whatever order makes the most sense for you, but there's no rules to how you do this. So if you got off the date, you're like, I didn't do any of that. That's okay. It doesn't mean it was a bad date and it doesn't mean you're bad at flirting. It just means in that particular scenario, that stuff didn't feel like it flowed naturally and that's okay. So it's giving yourself that permission to be like, I am going to flirt in the way that feels the most comfortable for me, makes the most sense for me, because in the end, we want them to fall in love with the real you. We want them to be flirty and attracted to you and not this version of you that you think you have to show up and be to flirt and get uh, a partner, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever it is. However, there is also something to be said to being able to do that and having the confidence. So if you are working on the confidence and the courage, I would challenge anybody who is looking for that confidence and courage to venture out into public and to give compliments away like candy. And I don't care who you're complimenting. I don't care if it's their smile, their shoes, the way they put groceries in the bag, the way they held the door open for you, what they're wearing, what they're not wearing. Just give compliments away like candy and practice saying genuinely nice things to people. Look at people when you are in a particular place and pick out one thing that you could compliment everybody that you see on. Make it a game and see how many things you can find to compliment people on and how many people you can send in the other direction with a smile as they leave your presence. Because although that's not flirting in the way that we're talking about it here, that is a form of flirting. And you can take that skill to whatever date you're on and pass those compliments on to your date. And all of a sudden you are making them smile, making them feel good, lighthearted and showing your attraction, which is what we're trying to do with flirting and the whole point of flirting anyway. Exactly. This is like road testing. All of that. It gets most of the awkwardness out when you stumble on trying to compliment somebody's shoes so that you feel a little bit better. But say your flirting does go really well. And now you've exchanged numbers. And now you've decided, oh, we're going to take this conversation over to text because I think that's another big component of talking to people nowadays, of being in a relationship, of flirting is taking it via text. And that can be a little bit easier if maybe you have that, you struggle with that face to face, but it can also come with its own set of mind feels, right? Oh, yes, because body language, facial expression, and all of that nonverbal communication gets lost when we start talking about text messaging. Early in my relationship, we had a couple of those kind of hiccups because I thought I was saying one thing. I think he thought he was saying one thing and neither of us were really fully understanding the other. And so it can be something that maybe you intended innocently. Somebody takes us some sort of double entendre or maybe in a way that it wasn't intended. So it's one of those things that not to say that you can't flirt via text, but to maybe take some time to maybe read a text out loud if you're 
slightly unsure or to talk to the person this you know we always discount having these conversations because it drains like spontaneity or this passion out of a relationship but really what you're trying to do is uh circumvent having a bunch of misunderstandings and just saying like hey how do you feel about flirting over text how do you feel about some of that stuff and you know saving things that need to be conversations for conversations but text can be a great way to like stoke that little romantic fire when you can't see each other and send flirty little notes back and forth. Some of those can be as simple as you send, you see something in a store and you say, Hey, this reminded me of our conversation last night. And I thought of you with a, with a quick picture. That's a nice flirty text to show somebody that they're on your mind and, and to make them feel good, but there's not a lot to it. And there isn't anything else that has to come of it, but it certainly can lead to a conversation, especially if you haven't had a chance to connect after your date and you're looking for that fun flirty way to follow up. That's a great one is just to say, hey, I thought of you after I saw this from our conversation the other night, something like that. And those keep it nice and light and still have that flirty tone to them without running into a huge risk of misunderstanding. Yes. Same with like, oh, I saw this meme or this funny TikTok or a bunch of those things, like you said, that can draw you back to the date, draw you back to maybe a previous conversation. And one, it shows that you are paying attention, which is always an attractive quality. And two, it kind of helps keep the conversation going because obviously, hopefully you want to keep the conversation going. That's why you send the text. That's why you send the funny little picture or the meme is to continue and keep the conversation and the energy going until hopefully you guys get to have another date. Right. And speaking of that, another one of my favorites is let's say you're having a conversation over text and they ask you a question that you haven't quite flushed out or gotten an answer to. And a a nice little flirty way is guess you're going to have to take me out again to find out when are we going and putting that ball back in their court to go ahead and plan another date. But that also shows intent without that as much fear of rejection. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, I like this. I want to do this again. You interested? I think the same can be said if you, you know, they mentioned a band that they like and you notice that they're playing somewhere close by or it's a cover band or something fun and easy. Like, hey, I saw this thought of you. You have any plans for such and such a night? So sometimes being a little bit bold can hopefully pay off. But it's sometimes it's finding those ways that put yourself out there without taking all of the risk. Yes. And doing that in a flirty way can feel good, makes the other person feel feel good and remove some of that risk. So remember, keep it kind of light, keep it kind of fun. And one of the things we had talked about in the beginning, and whether this is in person or over text is where does flirting turn into a red flag? Mm. You had those situations and those conversations where that flirting turned into a red flag. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. And that's, that's not a lot of fun. And one of the, the big ways to do that is really manipulation. And one of the ways that that happens is when you get those backhanded compliments. And we're talking about flirting and we're talking about partners. So what I am going to refer to here. It's a lot of times with your friends that aren't really friends, when you get those highly competitive friends that don't want to see you succeed, if you've ever had one of those in your life or other people that don't want to see you succeed and they give you those backhanded compliments, watch out for that in a partner. That is a huge red flag and it's a form of manipulation and should not be something that is considered flirting because they're not really making you feel good. They're making you feel good, but putting you down at the same time. 
it's those compliments that you're like, oh, you're so brave to be wearing that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful shirt. I don't think I would be brave enough to wear that or that makeup or that particular. So it's the way you're like, I think that was a compliment, but it made me feel not so great. (laughs) Right. And I think those can be very dangerous because we can get caught up in the fact that they are complimenting us, maybe. And we feel like, well, maybe they just don't know what they're saying. Maybe they just don't know what they're doing. But when somebody reveals their true character to you, believe them. I feel like sometimes those come after like a couple of really nice texts. And then all of a sudden, it's this one where you're like, this feels kind of out of place, but it still kind of feels nice. The other two, you know, were nice. And then you get this one, you're like, well, it feels like it's supposed to have the same tone, but I don't have the same reaction to it that I did the other two that felt very obviously to be compliments or nice or whatever they were. Really like that shirt on you. You look better in it than I would have expected. That's a terrible compliment. (laughs) That is not a compliment. That is manipulation designed to make you feel bad or to think that you're doing something wrong and is something that you should watch out for because that is a huge red flag. And those are not the type of compliments that you want to give if you are looking for a way to flirt. So making sure that you're not putting yourself out there in that negative light or accepting backhanded compliments from somebody else. And I think the other part that kind of goes along with the like red flags is the people who start texting maybe in a sexual manner way before you're probably ready for that. So it may come off as something that they can easily pass off as a joke, but for whatever reason, it makes you feel uncomfortable. I would be really cautious of that because that's kind of how I got, it was like when I just started dating a couple of years ago and it was, I couldn't figure out why I felt uncomfortable until I got the like, you know, dick pic. And I'm like, that's why. <laughs> and then it was the, hey, send me a picture of. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now we have gone <laughs> to the wrong end of the flirting spectrum. So we've talked about this in like our boundaries episodes and some of those things where it's like feeling out where you feel that line is. Because flirting can go sexual really quick if you're not watching it. You don't have the awareness and don't know what you want out of this particular relationship. So I hate to say, but just finding that awareness, not that you have to be guarded or not trust anybody, but it's just having that awareness of like, is this really flirting or has this crossed this line into a backhanded compliment? He's trying to like do something mean or has this gone way more sexual than I was ready for it to go? That's important. And I will say that when I started dating, I was comfortable having certain types of conversations when conversations would turn to the sexual nature. However, there was a line or a tone or something. And only I knew, I can't say when they talk like this, that crosses the line. Or when they say this, that crosses the line. I can tell you that if I was receiving dick pics before we've even met, you're out the door. I will say that. But there is also a tone in a conversation that I was okay with, that I was comfortable with. But when that tone shifted or when that line was crossed, I'm probably the only one that could identify it. And I had to trust my And I had to know that it's okay to say, hey, I don't talk like that, or that's not a conversation I'm comfortable with, or to just 
stop talking to somebody if they wouldn't take a hint. But I also had to know that, okay, well, I am comfortable with this and we can stay on this line. And it was more about the tone and the intention of the text and the conversation versus the actual content. Because two people could have said the exact same thing to me, but the previous conversation that we were having set the tone. And in one case, it was okay. And in one case, it wasn't okay. And I'm allowed to draw that boundary and decide when it's flirting or when it's gone over the line. And if you clearly communicate, that's not flirting, that's offensive, or that's gone over the line, or I don't talk like that. And they can go right back into something that's more in line with what you're comfortable with and continue down a conversation path or a conversation track that you're good with that's somebody that you probably want to give some attention to versus somebody who just keeps ignoring your boundaries and pushing forward with something that has gone well beyond flirting and has got gone into, uh, this is not making me feel good. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's the unimportant distinction. And I that'll tell you more about the person you're talking to than anything. The person who sees your boundaries, respects it, and can take the conversation back to where you both feel good, both feel comfortable. And then you're going to run into that person who's just going to be like, well, I'm sorry you're such a baby about this. I can't believe it, blah, blah, blah. And so watch that reaction because that's going to tell you volumes about how potential conversations that don't even have to do with maybe sex or anything like that are going to happen. <laughs> are going to happen because you're going to have that person who's like, they don't get their way. They don't feel like they can just talk about whatever they want to talk about and they'll throw their little hissy fit and I'm like, do you want to have that every time it crosses one of your boundaries? So when you're in that stock of, okay, this is a new person. I'm not trying to watch out for red flags, but I want to be aware of red flags. People's reactions to you saying, hey, that crossed my line. I'm happy to talk about this, this, and this, but I'm just not ready to talk about this with you yet. Yeah, I think that's important. And we all have different comfort zones. And we could sit here and talk all day long about boundaries and lines, but you can't tell me what's okay for me. And I can't tell you what's okay for you. And no matter where that line is, it is okay. But when we're flirting, it's also important for us. And I don't know, maybe women cross boundaries more than men cross boundaries. I have not run into a situation where I've had a guy tell me, mm, that's not acceptable flirting. Whereas I've told many guys, Mm, that's not acceptable flirting. So I don't know. I don't want to put stereotypes on it. Maybe women cross the line when they're flirting with men too. However, if somebody on the other end tells you that the flirting has crossed the line, it's okay to just back up and to keep going. And I like how you threw a backhanded apology in there. I'm sorry that you were such a baby about this, or I'm sorry that you feel this way. And that is not an apology. And that's another way of a backhanded whatever it is that you're talking about and something that you should pay attention to. Are they actually respecting you or are they telling you that you're doing something wrong? Ah, uh, yes, right. <laughs> That feels like the quintessential red flag, right? The I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry what I did made you feel such and such a way where it's like no responsibility on their part whatsoever. It's all about I'm sorry that you have such tender emotions that you couldn't take a joke, right? Yes, yes. 
which is way off the course of flirting, but it came up and I just, I had to put that out there because you did mention it and it kind of falls in with that verbal manipulation that you're watching out for with the flirting when somebody is giving you that backhanded compliment. So make sure if you're, if you're attempting to flirt, you're giving sincere compliments. You are joking in a way that lifts somebody up and doesn't tear them down. And we have been talking in that realm of like dating and getting to know somebody, but flirting is just as important if you're in a newish, established, I don't want to say, I won't say old relationship, but that established we're going to stick with (laughs) regardless of how long. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. So I think we'll come back next time and hit on that because I think that's another really important topic. So as we continue this flirting 101 going into flirting 201, come back next week and join us for another great episode on what it looks like to flirt in your established relationship to keep things spicy. So as always, if you've got any questions, any comments, anything you want us to talk about, make sure you email us at so you're ready to date at gmail.com. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you're listening to podcasts. Leave us a rate it and review us so that other people are sure to find us. And as always, thank you for spending a little bit of time getting deeper into the flirting conversation, deeper into your best dating life. And we'll see everybody next time.